Welcome to the IFNZ Podcast. Hey, Shad. Yes. Manamana. You like what you hear? Check us out on our website, ifnzpodcast.com. As well as our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ifnzpodcast. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review for the show. It really helps us out. And as always, enjoy the show again. I, I don't know. When it's a nice day, maybe it's summer, maybe a holiday, maybe fourth of July, maybe those rings will be just came out and your love will let them Welcome to IFNZ Podcast, episode 98, 80s part trace. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Gag me with a spoon. Are you ready? You're ready to gag me with a spoon? I'm so ready to gag you with a spoon. Uh, that would make me barf me out. That would be a bag on your face. Mm, that's fat. <laughs> What's your damage? <laughs> Have a cow. No, duh. No, duh. I didn't click the thing to see more. <laughs> Who's Seymour? You know who I'm talking about. Suddenly Seymour? Suddenly Seymour. That's bad. Oh, that is bad. That is bad. Um, uh, yeah, scroll past it. Not, I, could, I didn't know how. <laughs> Choice. Not even. Not even. What? That's gnarly, bro. That is, that is gnarly, but I would say it's tubular. Word. <laughs> but what yeah. this is not is grody, because this is... Our finale mm-hmm. of our '80s kind of game show that we've been doing yeah. off and on that you guys have uh, uh, hung out with us on, mm-hmm. um, and we we really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we know we found out last last episode that we got together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we found out uh, that Justin is technically the hippest. I am a god. (laughs) We knew that. Um, But we're going to see if you get the queen sweep on this, right? Butter. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's smooth. It's like butter, you know? Like you mean like butter? Like that? That's butter. Is that when that started? Yeah, that's butter. I've never heard Zeke either. Zeke? Yeah, no, I don't know either. Don't tell anybody I said this, but I think Urkel is a total Zeke. (laughs) Yeah. Let's bounce. Into these hips. That's right. Uh, we're going to head right into Hip to the Decades. Now, we are in our top three. So, this will be uh, our three, our two, and our one. Top three. Uh, <laughs> for these. And if you don't remember the scoring, let's remind you, recap with a little recap. Uh, zero. We know that it is never seen it. Yes. Uh, one. Heard of it. Two. Consumed it, but didn't like it. Three. Consumed it and a little neutral, a little lukewarm on it. Uh, four, consumed it, liked it. And five, we still consume it to this day. Uh, I believe we decided that to this day was within a few years. Uh, it's kind of, it's not a year. regularly. A year a was year. what we'd kind of decided Yes. Less, within the last year, you've consumed it. Absolutely. And you love it. And you love it. <laughs> um, so let's start off with. Uh, what we typically start off with in uh, anything is our video games. I love video games. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, just to uh, remind everybody, we less we le- last left off. Uh, number five was our Super Mario Brothers three, mm-hmm. and our number four was Super Mario Land for Game Boy. Yeah. So number three on the most. This is the top selling games of the nineteen eighties. Yes. Is going to be Duck Hunt. <gasps> Is that the theme for it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I kept it under 10 seconds. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I uh, 
I've never played Duck Hunt. Ever? I don't think I've ever played it. Wow. I have a light gun if you need it. Is that, <laughs> like, because you're required to have the light gun to play yeah. Duck Hunt, right? Yeah. And, so and, a, and a CRT TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Like, you had to have a certain kind of TV to play it? Well, I mean, it has to be, like, a tube TV. You can't use, oh, I see. if you okay. tried using, uh, uh, like, a regular, like, OL, mm-hmm. OLED that we have now or anything like that, then it, it wouldn't work. Oh. It's the way that the light reflects off of it, and that, that's the whole point. That's you reflects basically off of the tubing in the back of the TV's monitor. I see. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. That way, it's kind of like whenever you're pointing the gun, it reflects that light from the back of the mirror over to that section of the screen. Mm-hmm. So if you like shot the duck or something like that, it would know like, oh, he pointed it over here. Uh, That's how it kind of read off of itself. Okay. Gotcha. Where are you at on this? I've never played it, so I've got a zero. I guess a four. I haven't played it in the last year for sure, but, but I do love the game. You're a liker of the game. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, we had, uh, that was the first which a lot of people had first game that came packaged with their SNES or with okay. their with their NES when they were mm-hmm. younger um, would be Dunk Hat, Duck Hunt slash uh, Mario Brothers. Uh, it was a, a twofer in the console uh, in the cartridge. So whenever the the screen would start up and you hit the power button, it would actually have like you would hit select to be like Mario, and then he'd just be kind of slowly jogging on the screen or hit select, and then the duck would be flapping right there and stuff. So you pick between the two games. Nice. Very cool. Uh, number two would be Tetris. Tetris. I I haven't played. Well, I guess I have. I've, uh, does it count if I've played Tetris the ninety nine? <laughs> oh, I the, remember that. I guess it's not the same. You can't. You it's can't not the same. the same. So I haven't played original Tetris. I guess I give myself a four for that as well because I, I do love Tetris. It's one of my favorite puzzle games of all time. Um, but I have not played the original Tetris in a long time. <laughs> I would say I played it for sure. Um, I would say. I, sometimes I want to say Tetris is infuriating. Infuriating? Uh, infuriating. It, yeah. it makes me angry. Yeah. Uh, infuriating. I, I don't dislike it. It's just, I'm neutral on it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Um, Why is it infuriating to you? Because it gets real fast and it can't get the pieces to go together. Right? What's your favorite puzzle game then? Um, just a regular ass puzzle. Just a puzzle, like a thousand piece puzzle? <laughs> yeah. No, cool. that's too many pieces. No, like a hundred piece puzzle. Like like the one of the kinds that we bought for Betty. That's like a seven piece puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> it made a turtle. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> that's what. And that's where I'm at. That's my okay. level of. That works. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, number one, top best selling game of, of the eighties. Do you have an idea? Uh, we already did Super Mario Brothers three. Mm-hmm. Tetris is there. Yeah. We did. We do Zelda. Was that on there before? Um, one and two. Yes, both were there. Okay. Um, mm, I don't know. I would think it would, but Duck Hunt is a pack-in. I guess Mario Brothers One isn't on there, is it? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's would be my guess. I guess it's it's, I, mean, I would say the original Mario Brothers, and then if that's the case, yeah. Super Mario Brothers. That is a that is a five all day. I have five. played it within the last year. All day long. Yep. Um. What would I say about Super Mario Brothers? Um, it's okay. I don't love it. You don't? No. I'm gonna give it a three. You, why didn't? Why don't you love it? Um, it's just not. I some of those games I'm just kind of I don't like. It's like what spurred the. It's kind of difficult. The, it spurred the the side scrolling platformer. It's yeah, it's basically what what made it. I get that, but. You know, of all, like, I, I find that... I mean, I've already said, like, Mario 3, Super Mario Brothers 3 is my definitive Mario absolutely. Brothers. I like I like Mario Brothers 3. I yeah. think that 
the the uh, level of complexity that is with Super Mario Brothers is so there's not a lot to it, right? Like it's, or am I getting it confused with just Mario Brothers? The original Mario Brothers, it was like a cabinet arcade game, is where it was like you could be Mario and Luigi, and it's the one still screen. Doesn't side scroll at all. Right? Not at all. No. Okay, I'm getting them confused. Okay. Because uh, I'm thinking that's what I was thinking. Like original like, Mario Brothers, like classic Mario Brothers, is like you start off in the and level, got the ball going around, but you like you're just kind of hopping up. Like, yeah. You're kind of just doing that whole thing. Yeah. Knocking down. Uh, shit that moves and whatnot. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find the arcade cabinet so I can actually just show you. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's that's just Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. That's like a versus thing. So Super Mario Brothers is like the original. You are side scrolling with Super Mario Brothers. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think that that's where I was. Oh, I like that game. Yeah. So it's, this is like your your iconic like first World One One whenever you start, and then that's that's like your. I'll iconic give it one game. more point. I think I'm a four. Okay. I haven't played it. You haven't while, played it. I know I've played it on Switch because it's on there, and and I definitely have played it within the last year just for funsies. Because yeah. I mean, it's a quick little, little thing to fun fun to play through. Right on. Well, at the end of round one, the games, the score is Shad seven, Justin thirteen. Damn. So uh, we're off to a good start, my friend. Thank you. Um. Okay. So we will hop over to our top grossing movies. That's the hopping over music. Oh, that is. You're right. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. The top grossing movies of the 1980s. Um, so we last left off, number five being Rage of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. number four being Batman, 1989's Batman. Um, so number three would be Empire Strikes Back, 1980, at $290 million. Um, five all day. I'm a five all day. Yeah, I've seen it within the last year. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. I, uh, five all day. I watch these <laughs> movies... On, on the rig. I mean, yeah. it's just like you pop them in. I think I like I like how you give that a, a top hat on <laughs> <It's>, that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little house. It is. You're um, building all kinds of stuff with my I'm sticks. Doing tally marks on our new dry erase board that we've got uh, for scoring and answering questions on games. Yeah. Um, okay, number two, Return of the Jedi, 1983, $309 million. Um, I guess I'll give it a four. I don't know that I've actually watched Return in the last year. I do like it, but I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I have. You have. Um, I cycle through them. Like I, it's I, a five. I kind of for you. Like, yeah, it's a five for me. Okay. I uh, I you know I kind of find myself going around in a giant circle, uh, especially with with all of them, even with the 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 stories like the solo and the road. Yeah. It's like i'll just start it and i'll watch it and you know i might not watch all of it i might fall asleep or i might go do dishes but mm-hmm. i'll put these these on and then i'll go to the next one i'll go to the next one they just put them on while you're doing dishes bust out the phone disney plus pop it up there and then just have it like up there on the counter while like you're my sh- my uh, google home speaker or whatever and like just listen to the movie while yeah I'm, yeah that'd be cool absolutely I chromecast it chromecast with your new chromecast that's right um, and then number one, E.T., the extraterrestrial, 1982's $435 million. Jesus movie. Christ. Uh, I guess I'll have to give that a four. I know I haven't seen it, but I do like it a lot. This movie comes in on in my house uh, frequently, so I'm a five on this one. Cool. I, I like the movie. I mean, who doesn't? Um, somebody that doesn't like aliens maybe somebody that had a childhood fear or uh maybe like a nightmare was that a scary movie about uh yeah i know it was a scary movie for people really yep Hmm. i know somebody personally that had nightmares about it 
You want to know who it is? You want me to tell you on on the air live? It's kind of you can if you want. Uh, I the I didn't like his name rhymes with Jet Maxon. I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't like uh, Sick E.T. That that was kind of spooky. Where he's white. Yeah. Kind of like white white dog poop ET. It's kind of like yeah. he always reminds me of. He's like that's what happens to dogs. He's getting crusty in his <laughs> age. He's not a fresh shit anymore. Yeah, that's right. That was the only like kind of spooky part for me. Where's our where are we standing at now? Uh, at the end of round two, we are at Justin at yeah. twenty six. Damn. Hurts and Shat at twenty two points. Damn, you've caught up. Caught up a little bit. You did a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, we're gonna head to some TV shows though. Okay. So TV shows, we have um, we we left off with our top five. Uh, number five being Happy Days. Remember we talked about Happy Days? Yes, I do. And then we talked about the Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so now we're gonna move on to number three. Okay. Well, let's see. Number three is gonna be Cheers. Was it Cheers? Did we talk about Cheers last time? Yeah, we did. Was Cheers number four? And somebody changed this ranking? Because you can vote on this. Because this is Ranker.com. I don't remember talking about Dukes of Hazard now that you so mentioned So maybe it. Dukes of Hazard was, was three. Was three, but it's moved it's down. It's bumped? Yeah. So let's talk about Dukes of Hazard. Let's let's go by our memory. I'm going to give it a solid uh, two. Don't. I don't really care for it. Don't really care for it? Nope. I don't don't even know if I've ever watched this. I have watched it. I just don't really care for it. It's not it's not my go-to for sure. I watched the movie. Yeah, the Yeah, Johnny Knoxville movie. And I've Sean seen Lee's that too. Dad. Yep. Who was that the who's the the chick? That oh, was Daisy. Uh, it was uh, Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson. I couldn't think I had yeah. the picture in my face or in my head, but I couldn't think of who it was. I ha- I'm going to go ahead and say I have never seen this show. Zero. Well, obviously I've heard it heard of it, so yeah. a one. Okay. On yeah. Wait. Did yeah, I give myself one. a zero when I shouldn't have before? I think before you have. What was that? That was a game. That was a, what was the number three game? Not earlier, you didn't. No, I no. gave myself a zero on something. Was it a game? It was Duck Hunt. Yeah, you've never played Duck Hunt. You've I heard of Duck Hunt, so give yourself two. Give yourself two points there. Point for that one. Point, point for, for the Dukes, next one, and give me two. And you get two points. Yes. All right. Cool. Dukes of Hazard. Number four was number three. Who gives a shit? <laughs> number two. Number two, Married with Children. Love That's an eighty show. Marriage started in nineteen eighty-seven. I guess I didn't. Ninety-seven. I guess I didn't. Year. Didn't know that it was an eighty yeah, show. Because I had, I had huh. three years in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, Married with Children. I liked this show a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the parents. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like Al, and I didn't like uh, what was her name? Uh, Katie Siegel. <laughs> Uh, Barb Bundy. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of her name. Uh, anyways, I didn't like either of them. Like they, they didn't appeal to me uh, as characters. Like I, I wasn't a big fan of them. Uh, but I did like the kids. I uh, like the dog. The idea of the dog that kind of had thoughts was Peggy. interesting. Peg. Peg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. And uh, maybe the neighbors were even more interesting to me than. Uh, than the family was, but mm-hmm. I do like this show. Uh, but none of the characters are generally likable, which is kind of interesting about this show. It's like you're not really supposed to. I don't think love. No, I think characters. it's supposed to be like 
shithill characters, but I mean, at the end of the day, Ed O'Neill's character is like literally to a T, like what a lot, like he is your quintessential like working man. Like he's doing everything he can, working his nine to five for his kids I and think stuff you're like that. Make a song and be like, he's your general working man, doing everything he can. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh yes, let's put this to a beat." <laughs> um, yeah, were you? Uh, were you? Are you? Do you put your hands in your pants? Not to jerk off, but like, do you just? Do you put a hand in the pant to make you uh, relax? No, not typically. No, no. I uh, I don't either. That thought was always weird to me. But uh, I know people who do. Like I've got mm-hmm. a couple of friends who are hand in their pant kind of guys. And um, it's an interesting thing to me. This is married dot 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 with children. Whenever you look it up, uh-huh. or married, and then the with children is stamped, kind of yes. a thing. So um, it kind of makes it almost seem like the children are are are, are definitely the afterthought. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just kind of like they they kind of exist, and there's they're they can be happy with or without them. <laughs> Probably more without them. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, where are you at with this show? I don't know. Where are you at? <laughs> um, you know, I like to say that I like it, but I'm not. I almost want to give it a three because I haven't watched it recently. Yeah. I do like the show, but I, I, I remember watching it as a kid and and enjoying it, you know, and liking it quite a bit. But at the same time, I like I didn't really get it. I feel like if I watched it now, I would probably enjoy it more and maybe even be able to get more from mm-hmm. it. Um, not just because I'm married with children. Or with child, Married I guess with, with child. Uh, but I mean, I just think that it's—I uh, don't know. I think it would resonate a little bit better with me today. I, but I, I can't say that since I've not watched it, and I've only watched it whenever I was younger. Yeah. That you know, it's not—it's hard for me to give it anything above a three. I—I I can say that I strongly despise the Ed O'Neill character, the 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 Ted Bundy, not Ted Bundy. <laughs> I wish. Uh, what is his friend? Ed. Ed. Uh, I I don't I don't like him. Al Bundy. Al Bundy is his name. Yeah. Al. Um, and I always thought that that Katie Seagal's character was a a cartoon essentially, like of a character, and and didn't really. I I like everything she's done since then. I think she's had a very prolific career. Uh, but Disney this, movies. <laughs> yes. Futurama. Yes. What was the Disney movie that that she's the, the robot smart house? Uh, smart house? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's the mom in that. She's awesome. Um, you know, Christina Applegate's had a pretty big career off of mm-hmm. that. Uh, the son didn't really have much of a career uh, at all. But uh, but yeah, I I think you've convinced me that I'm probably a three on the show as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would like it as much as I think I would, um, because I've never gone. Ooh, I want to go seek out married with children. Yeah, me either. I think it would be something though. Like, like I said, I, if it was on by happenstance, like I was on TBS and they were or or TV Land or something of that effect, and it was just on, and I would caught the episode or something like that. I think that I would be like, oh, this is giving me a good nostalgia feel because I remember watching it when I was a kid, and now I'm getting more from it. Like it's a little funnier to me than what it was when I was a kid because I didn't get half of the yeah. shit. I think it would be able to pull a little Makes bit sense. more from that for me. For sure. Number one movie on Ranker.com. TV show. TV show. Thank you. Magnum. 
Yeah. Like, I'm uh, one. <laughs> I'm also one. I've, ne- I've never watched an episode of Magda P.I. Me neither. Uh, I, I, I think I've actually seen more pictures of Magnum PI than actually seeing footage even. There's more jokes that I've heard about it than I've actually and just all about a mustache. Yes. And clothing. That's it. Um okay. So after round three Uh the rating or the uh ranking the uh score, let's go. Good gosh. Mm -hmm. Is thirty two for Justin Mm -hmm. to twenty eight for Shad. Damn, this is still a really close it, game here. Anything could happen. It comes down to the music it then, comes right? Down to music. Round four, final round for um was hip through the hip, hip through the to decades. the decades. Hip through the decades. One is it hip to or hip through? Nobody knows. Hip to. Hip to the decades. It is hip to. Walk like an Egyptian okay. by the Bengals is our first song for this round of Hip to the Decades, nineteen eighty seven Billboard Top Hit. Um, I want to give this one, I think, a four. I really do enjoy this song quite a bit. Uh, not necessarily even just the chorus part where it gets quiet and they do the walk like an Egyptian. I almost like that pre-chorus for a little bit when they do the hey, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where they make it very Egyptian sounding mm-hmm. with that kind of vocal work. Um, I like that a lot and stuff. I probably have listened to it in the past year to give it a five, but I don't like it enough to want to give it a five. Okay. I'm going to be honest about that. So I'll give it a four. Okay. Gotcha. I do enjoy the song though. I'm a three. I'm neutral on it. Yeah. Um, I think you sell me a little bit on it on the pre-chorus. Mm-hmm. Like I, you're right. Like that's, a, yeah. I like that part, but I, it still doesn't get me into liking it. I think I'm yeah. pretty neutral. On Verse it. pre-chorus is there. The chorus is just kind of flat for me, honest. Yeah, and I get it, and it's like it, that. It's like supposed to be very mystical at that point because yeah. there's actually like wind chimes that play after mm-hmm. she says it and whatnot. But once it's that verse, the you know, I mean, it's got like a driving verse to it too. So I always thought the oh the like kind of tail into the chorus bass and drum was almost westerny, like almost to it, like. It's, a, it's got a weird a blend, right? a blend of their Western flavor to to Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so 1988, our top Billboard song would be "Faith" by George Michael. Okay. You gotta have faith, the faith, the faith, because you gotta have faith. And then La Biscuit, <laughs> read how to made it famous again and. What, 2000, 99, mm-hmm. 2000? And then in 2004, uh, Shad Schubert made the name Biscuit again famous. I think, you know, I, I've been thinking about this, and this is a no better time than now to say this. Um, that I'm your gonna, nickname is Biscuit, for I'm sure. I'm going to take Biscuit, and I'm going to add on to it Eater. <laughs> biscuit Eater. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, like Son of a Biscuit Eater. It also like, makes it sound like you just loved to uh, munch on some badge. I like Biscuits. <laughs> And I like badge. Yeah. <laughs> badge. Badge. Um, so, like, when we... Episode 98. Biscuits and badge. <laughs> when, we, when we go through and we, uh, we start working on new, uh, new shows and new concepts, we're going to have a, a like standard like radio show, and we're going to call it Random Hero and Biscuit Eater okay. in the morning. Okay. But it won't be in the morning. We'll record it whenever we do, which is typically at night. 
Yeah. Or it's going to call. Don't let the the cat out of the bag <laughs> about this. It ends at episode 100. <laughs> Remember? That's the thing we're saying. I, oh, is that what we're, we're sticking to that story? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm thinking about Biscuit Eater. Getting okay. into it hard. And then if I ever wanted to have like a backing band for my solo music, it'd be Shad Schubert and the Biscuit Eaters. <laughs> God, okay. I thought a lot about this. I, I'm glad. Do you? What do you think? Uh, I think. How we do should... you rank that? Is that a? Uh, do you? Is it? A, I've never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> well, it? I have heard of it. I'll give you a two. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> We're gonna start using this ranking system for other conversations. Everything else. <laughs> like, I got an idea for a Kingdom Hearts TV show. I'm like, that's a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Come on, Chad. Let Disney do it. That's a two all day. Uh, uh, George Michael's Faith, uh, the quintessential 80s song, but I kind of, that's uh, not my favorite, like George Michael's and Wham song, so I think I'm going to give it a three, honestly. I'm a three on it as well. I am, uh, I'm a solid three all day. I There are times when I like this song, and there's times when I hate this song. So I'm feeling, and it's just a matter of like, am I annoyed by it or not that day? Yeah. So I think I'm going to land on a solid three because... You're a solid three all day, but if it's cold out, you're like a two. I don't have faith (laughs) in it at that point in time. And then our last round, last song for our final Mark your mark on the Funky Bunch. Good vibrations. Our 1989 uh, Billboard Top 100 song would be Chicago's Look Away. I don't know that I know what Look Away is. I can't say that I know this either. I guess a zero? <laughs> um, I, do I get a one because I've heard of Chicago? <laughs> we could say zero, or we could pause the show and, and listen, listen to, to it? the song and then decide. Okay. All right, so we're sticking with the zeros. Zeros are there. <laughs> I have no um, idea. Okay, so I, you know, I'm sure we're disappointing somebody that was a big '80s music fan. They're like, you didn't know that song. You don't know Chicago. Let's, no, let's, I don't, and I don't care. <laughs> let's talk about the other songs that would have been because this is the top song of 1989. It did actually come out December 10th, 1988. Um, and let's go over other songs that kind of were released in, in that time frame that charted. So, um, after that, we've got Poison's Every Rose Has Its Thorn. We know that song. Yes. Everybody knows that one. Uh, Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. I love that song. Uh, we've got Phil Collins' Two Hearts. I don't think I'm familiar with that song. Uh-huh. Sheriff, When I'm With You. Uh, Paula Abdul's Straight Up. Straight Up? Shit, dude. dude. I love Straight Up. I mean, why didn't... How did that Straight not Straight Up, that? not me, no, you wanna be with me. Debbie Gibson's <laughs> Lost in Your Eyes. I I'm love not Debbie Gibson. Mike and the Mechanics, The Living Years, The Bengals, Eternal Flame, Roxette, The Look, Fine Young Cannibal, She Drives Me Crazy. Maybe I like Is that Bengals. Yep, that's him. And maybe I was going to say, maybe I like the Bengals more than I thought because I didn't realize that they also sang that song. Oh. And I like that song a lot. <laughs> I, 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 maybe I know it. Uh, that's uh, It's in Napoleon Dynamite. That's the song that they do the... Yeah. Uh, Madonna's Like a Prayer. Nah. That year. 
How are none of these beating Chicago? Bon Jovi's I'll Be There For You. This is stupid. I, I do not bo- I don't believe your list. Uh, Paula Abdu's Forever Your Girl. Paula Abdu? Abdu? <laughs> Who's that? Abdu? She's French. Paula Abdu? Paula Abdu. <laughs> Uh, Forever Your Girl was... Is, oh my god! Look at this lineup for Chicago. They'd had a lot of lineup changes. Uh, Michael Daniels, a lot. Rock On. Look at that! <laughs> Look how many people been in this fucking band. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Beneath My Wings, the Bette Medler song was that year. That's like my mom's favorite song ever. I'll Be Loving You Forever by Nick, New Kids I'll on the Block. I'll be loving you forever. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of it. Bat Dance, my parents came out that year. <laughs> um, Cold Hearted by Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul had a great year, 89. Yeah. That was I think that that album that had straight up on it came out, and that, that was, was like that was like her quintessential launching point. Hanging Tough was that year? Yeah, that New Kids album came out then, too. Yeah. Uh, Millie Vanilli's Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. No, I mean, we can't give it to them because they're, <laughs> you know them. Um, blame It on the Rain. We didn't start the fire, the Billy Joel song. We didn't start the fire. That one? It was always burning. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think. Is that him? Yep. Is that that song? Yeah. Why did I not? Th- why did I think that that was a boss song? Like the boss? Like. The boss? No, it's not him. Bruce? No, he sang. Another song about fire? Uh, we, uh, fuck. Uh, Dancing in the Dark. We yeah, can't start a fire without yeah. a spark. That's what I was thinking of. This comes fire. So let's find out. Who can't start a fire? <laughs> let's total up these tallies and see. Let's total up them tallies. Let's see who won this this uh, third round. Of- Drum roll, please. Edit that in, Chad. To the dickies. Let's not net it. Let's not net it. Um, okay, Justin. Uh, yeah. With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five bundles, which makes thirty-five. <laughs> so. We have to forever say it that way. You have seven five bundles and then one four bundle. So 39 would be your score. And then I have six five bundles and four. So 34. Wow. You beat me by five. I have the sweep. You have the queen sweep. I got the queen sweep. Yay. Awesome. Great job. That was fun. It was fun. That was super fun. Um, I believe that we have some movie quotes to talk about. You know we do. Are you ready for it? I'm always ready for movie quotes. Are Quote the- through the decades. We are working through 1987 to 1989, bouncing back and forth to try and confuse Shad. We're going to start off with hopefully what is an easy one. What we've found in the past is that the easy ones aren't always the easy ones. But I did this for Mandy earlier, and she got it wrong. Here we go. <laughs> and she's better at this than I am, so. Ready? Okay. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, it's good morning, Vietnam. Yep. <laughs> From what year? <laughs> Robin Williams. That's the year. That's not the year. <laughs> um, 87 to 89? Mm-hmm. Uh, 88. 87. I had three and I fucked it up. You have three and you fucked it up. Uh, Mandy said, I said good morning Vietnam earlier and I forgot what she guessed. She <laughs> she guessed like another 80s movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I said, no, it's from it's from good morning Vietnam. She was like, well, I've never seen the movie. And I was like, he says it. like I mean, it, he says good morning Vietnam. And I was like, have yeah. you ever heard that? She was like, no, I've never heard. I've just, just never seen the movie either. And I was just like, okay, well. 
I just and I haven't ever sat down and watched the movie either, but like it was always on like TV syndication, and so like the previews would be yeah. like. Good morning, Vietnam. We'll be on at seven o'clock on TNT. Today. I will say I have watched the movie probably twice, and it is a really good flick. Yeah. I, I legitimately enjoy it. And Robin Williams plays uh, a soldier who runs like a radio, a radio for the everybody the that's Vietnam in the War. Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's really good though, um, because there's, there's like a lot of like serious parts in the movie too. Yeah. Like there's points in time where he's not supposed to say specific people that have been killed and specific things that are going on. And then he like locks himself inside the radio room and he says it all. And they're all trying to break down the fucking door. And he's kind just keeps radios yeah, a little bit to try and like tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. Really? It's pretty cool. Um, the next quote, I'll have what she's having. Ooh, she's having an orgasm. Is she in the movie? Yes. Who is it? I, that I can't tell you because I can't think of what it is, but I feel like I know what it is. Mm. Like I feel like I've seen this. Have you seen the movie? And because uh, I can tell you, I've not seen the movie. I've seen this scene though. Chevy Chase is in it. Mm, is he? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> um, classic Chevy Chase comedy. Classic. Which one? Uh, it's um. <laughs> it's <laughs> when I start making up stuff, it gets silly. It's European Vacation. <laughs> Yeah, which and, uh, came out in year 1989. Okay. Uh, I'll have what she's having is from When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yes, it is. That it was is an 80s movie. Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal. Yeah. That uh, was it's, from the year 1989. When they're in the diner and mm-hmm. she is she's going, oh, oh. And yeah. then the lady the next lady. to her says, yeah. I'll have what she's yeah. having. Yeah. Yes, that is the scene. It was an orgasm. I got it. Ready? You ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? You know I'm ready. <laughs> well, we'd have more luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks than we will getting a flight out of here before daybreak. <laughs> uh, is this planes, trains, and automobiles? <gasps> yes, it is. <laughs> 88. No, 87. That's right. 87. That, uh, that was kind of a wild guess, but also I have seen that movie a couple times. I've never seen it, actually. It's a good one. Um... You've chosen wisely. Hmm. 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 Um. Let's say it's not Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Pokemon. And it's not not Pokemon. The first Pokemon. movie that came out in two thousand. <laughs> um. Let's see. You have chosen wisely. Uh, if it helps, there's three dots. Do you want me to be the voice? Gremlins. Do you want, do you need voice? Do you want a voice? You don't I, want a voice, do you? Tell me the voice. You've chosen wisely. It's Gandalf. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not Gandalf. And uh, but it is an older guy. It's Frodo picking like who he wants to be in his crew. He's like, I want to roll up with my homie Samwise. Mm-hmm. It's the Oh, it's the Lord of the Rings animated cartoon. No. From 1988. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Whenever he's That's choosing, strong. whenever he's, no, it's uh, the the knight of the round table oh. that is inside of the chamber when he's picking the cup I got of Christ. And he picks the one that is right. And he says, you've chosen wisely. Whenever he drinks from it. I got you. 
and it doesn't die. What year was that? 87? That was 1989. Oh, it was 89. Here we go, mother lover. Uh, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Mm. I think that this is a John Hughes movie with uh, uh, with kids in it, <laughs> and so many kids. We're gonna talk about uh, it's, it's Saint Elmo's fire. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> is that, that a? Is that a, is that a I was gonna say I don't think that's John Hughes, but From whatever. <laughs> This is 1987's, 1987's The Princess Bride. Oh. I figured I'd The quote that comes before it is, inconceivable. And then he says, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs) Yeah. Which is Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. That plays that part. Uh, The royal penis is clean, your highness. That would be coming to America... From 1988. Yes, it is. Exactly. Coming to America from 1988. How'd you know? I knew I'd land on an 88 or in there. All right. What about... I'm a middle-of-the-road kind of guy, Justin. What about this one? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Did Die Hard come out in the 80s? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. What do you think it is? Must be 89's Die Hard. This is Die Hard from the year 1988. Wow. 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 I didn't realize that that came out in the 80s, I guess. Let me scroll around for a second. She gave me a pin. I gave her my heart, and she gave me her pin. Hmm. I don't... This one doesn't sound familiar to me, so it's going to be a complete guess. Can you do a voice? Is there a voice connected to it? Uh... Or is it kind of basic? It's kind of basic. Kind of basic. Um... Gave my heart a pin and uh, <laughs> she gave me a hard pin. <laughs> gave me a heart and I gave him a pin. It's Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> 1987. <laughs> no. And he falls in love with Sigourney Weaver. Uh, she gave me a pin. I gave her my heart and she gave me a pin is 1989's Say Anything. Oh, I haven't seen that. Classic Hughes film. <laughs> uh, let me go back up here. Uh, you're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, this one I don't know either. Striking out on knowledge. It's okay. You got the royal penis real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, hit, and I don't have time for that. Uh, we're going to go with... Do you need a voice? Can you do a voice? Is there yeah, a voice I can do voices. A voice. I didn't know there was a voice option on this one. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, that's definitely Arnold. <laughs> uh, let's see. What is an uh, late '80s Arnold movie? Is it like a like a Predator? Is uh, it? Is it a Predator? Is it? It's a Predator. <laughs> How to catch a Predator? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Predator. It's not the boy. <laughs> Is it Predator? Is that what he's in? Yeah, it's Predator. Okay. It's definitely Predator. Um, I mean, it might not be Predator, but Pre- 1987 Predator. This is 1987's Predator. Is it really? It is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a complete guess. It could have been Commando. It could have been anything. Nope. It was 1987's Predator. <laughs> Nice beaver. 
<laughs> nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. <laughs> mm. Is that um, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy? Is that movie? I don't know. <laughs> They're out in the outside in the cabin. What is that movie? Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors. That's what I was thinking of. No, is it great? It's not the Great Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's where I was going. Um, it's Chevy Chase. Need voices. Do it. Uh, nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. And let me help you with that. What's well, a deeper voice? Yeah. It's not a Chevy Chase. You don't like these kind of men. Oh, it's Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> that's exactly who it is. It's like a naked gun or something. Uh, it's a naked gun, two and a half, 1988. <laughs> this is 1988's The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. The first Naked Gun. Oh, it's the first one. Okay. Yes, you were close. I thought it was. I thought that that was. That Did was I do it? Okay, Leslie. Yeah. Once I locked it. Once you were like, you don't like these kinds of people. <laughs> it's like all white-haired people. <laughs> <sighs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Eddie, is that a rabbit in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> this is um, a Christmas thing, and or a, a vacation thing. Is it? <laughs> it's a Vegas vacation. <laughs> what? <laughs> is it not, is it not, it's a regular Vegas vacation? vacation, I will tell you, came out in the 90s. Really? Yeah, 90s or early 2000s. One so of did, the uh, re really, that played in the game? Yeah. So did, uh, so like... Is the regular the original vacation the one that came out in the eighties? Uh, no, I think Christmas also did. Three, three of them did. No, two of them did. Okay, and like European came out. I think I, maybe the European vacation came out in the in the Christmas late Christmas second. Yeah, Christmas. It's vacation, Christmas vacation, European vacation, and then Vegas. I'm gonna go with original regular vacation, um, and that's eighty nine. No, it can't be. No, no, no. Um, 87. Okay. So this is 1988's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. <laughs> Eddie threw me off. Yeah. And it's Jessica Rabbit saying, so tell me, Eddie, is that a rabbit in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? That would have been my voice for you if you asked for a voice. I, I forget that that's an option. Four score and seven minutes ago, we, your forefathers, were brought forth upon this most excellent adventure <laughs> conceived by our new friends, Bill and Ted. <laughs> These two great gentlemen are dedicated to the proposition, which was true in my time, just as it is true today. Be excellent to each other and party on dudes. <laughs> this would be Bill and Ted's excellent adventure from 1989. And it's spoken by Rufus played by um george carlin i don't know that part but it is 1989's bill and ted's excellent adventure good job i think it is i think rufus does say it okay i'm not sure that's why that's where i'm gonna go with it i believe you <laughs> that's a good one except for it gave me all that i needed in the title yeah I know. I mean, so did good morning vietnam <laughs> sometimes you gotta give the dummy a gimme uh, he did a great job on that suit. You don't realize how good you look. 
Do you like it? It's not Kmart. How train me? I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I liked your delivery. It's not Kmart. Uh, what year did Rain Man come out? I'm gonna go with '88. 1988's Rain Man. <laughs> How could you not like... There's even more quote. How could you not like that suit? You look fantastic, Ray. How could you not like this suit? It, it, it's not Kmart. <laughs> uh, I, that movie's not supposed to be funny, is it? <laughs> no. No, it's not. But it is. I love that movie. If you build it, he will come. That is the... Uh, <laughs> what it hasn't... <laughs> What dreams may come of? How, how does it? What's the title of it? I'm if you build it, he will come. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when what? Oh, how does the title go? I'm drawing. The if you build it, he will pre. <laughs> what dreams will come? How will dreams come? <laughs> <laughs> how will dreams come? What year it's is that of, movie from? It's kind of ghosty and cloudy. It's just kind of like. <laughs> it floats. Uh, it's like when fish poop in the water. Oh, <laughs> gross. That's how dreams come. <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if you build it, you will come. What dreams make... Um, how, is that the title of it? <laughs> I don't know. You, I'm really struggling. You tell me. <laughs> Kevin Costner. He's in it. Filled of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's filled of dreams. <laughs> What dreams may come. I think that's the Robin Williams movie <laughs> from like 2003. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What dreams may come or whatever. It's I think older that's older than yeah. that, but it's got, yeah. Robin Williams, Robin Williams and Cupid yeah. Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah 87, Filled of Dreams. 89, 89 Filled of Dreams. But you, yeah, it's Filled of Dreams. <laughs> that's it. I'm glad I got there on my own. <laughs> I felt better about it. All right. Uh, I need to figure out where I'm at. Can I show you something? Uh, was, no. Here. Oh, sorry. It, my my keyboard keeps popping up every time I scroll, and it's getting real annoying. Um, can I show you something? I was just smelling, smiling. Uh, I was just blasting, browsing <laughs> for your wife or your girlfriend. What? What happened? Whew. Wouldn't be any. Uh, it wouldn't wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any hooter, any hotter than they already are. It's warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Do I? How'd that happen? Because it's cold outside. Yeah, it is a bit nipply out. I mean, what am I saying? Nipple? There is a nip in the air, though. Uh, I just wanted you to keep going. Uh, that would be Christmas Vacation. Uh, what year did Christmas Vacation come out? I'm going to go 88. That would be 1989's Christmas Vacation. Nice. That was good delivery. Can't see the line, can you, Russ? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on. Lean in. Listen, can you hear it? Carpe. Hear it? Carpe diem. Seize the day, boys. Make your lives extraordinary. Mm. Hmm. That's a, it's a sports movie. No. No? No. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, it's not a war movie. I wouldn't think. It's, <laughs> and it's not a not a sports movie. Nope. Not a war movie. Nope. Why are we getting all worked up about what we got to do? I'll tell you, get this excited. movie has Robin Williams in it. Robin Williams is in it. 
in a serious role. In the 80s, it's the Dead Poet Society. That's later on, I think. I've never seen it, though. I'm just kind of throwing something out there. Um, Robin Williams in a serious role in the 1980s. Uh, it's Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> but if you listen real close. I don't know why he came out in the Mr. Krabs. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a sailor man. Um, let's SpongeBob, go on, lean in. You hear it? Carpe diem. Um, gosh. But if you listen real close, you can hear him listening. That's the... Uh, oh. <laughs> um... I'm going to feel real dumb afterwards, but I uh, it's what dreams may come. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is um, that your guess? True. I okay. got nothing, though. I'm, you don't have nothing? You're on a real big bunk on this one. Okay. I think the fact that you told me it was Robin Williams made it even harder, because I was like... This is 1989's Dead Poet Society. You would have been... Said? You said Dead Poet Society, and you were like, no, that would have been a way later. <laughs> I just stared at you. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that that was a 90s movie. All right. <clears throat> two more, Shad. All right. Two more? Two more. You have two more. Here we go. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him right, right here. You doubling up on me? <laughs> With a big ribbon on his head. <laughs> I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what kind of a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spot-legged, worm-hep-sacking, monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> <laughs> that would also be Christmas Vacation, uh, 1989, I hope. That was 1989's right. Christmas Vacation. I doubled up because it's like my favorite Once the Christmas realized, movie ever. <laughs> where we were at, I was like, oh, fuck, I think I forgot what year it came out. <laughs> and then the last quote from the 1980s, if I can find it again. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? That sounds familiar. Yeah. It should. It should sound familiar. Dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Is this helping you making this song? Nope. Okay. If you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, this is going to be some sort of uh, western Mm. type thing. Maybe. Um, What would have came out in the late 80s? That would be so uh, so aggressive. It's kind of aggro for the late eighties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What would have been? Think of, a, think of a dark, aggressive movie from the late eighties, like The Crow. That was in the nineties. The nineties. Yeah. I didn't know how close we were. I couldn't. I couldn't remember exactly. But what you're on the right track. <laughs> okay. So like The Crow. So something mm-hmm. that has to do with darkness. Mm-hmm. And darkness, a vigilante, if you will, like like the Batman, like the Batman, even like Batman, like 1989's Batman <laughs> is 1989's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it is what the Joker says to his victims before he kills them. And you should have gone with uh, what's the what's the one that he says? This town needs an enema. <laughs> no, the, uh, what's it? The you want you want crazy? What's the you want crazy? <laughs> you want to go nuts? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Come on, let's go nuts. 
wherever he breaks character completely and sounds just like Beetlejuice. <laughs> such a good Batman movie. <laughs> you want to go nuts? Come on, let's go nuts. Oh, you're talking about when Nicholson does the, this town needs an animal, he pulls up yeah. horn thing. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, that was good. Good. That's glad, I'm, I'm glad, glad you like I'm it. I'm glad you did that. Um, so as we're winding down from our, our uh, finale of the 80s, finale. Uh, we, we thought we'd just kind of just kind of casually chat about our, our, our favorite in each of the realms of, uh, of our, our genres, what our, what our favorite thing is, kind of generally, um, that came out in the 80s on that. Um, we want to kind of do a start in like video game world? Yeah, let's just dip into all of those. I mean, it might be something from the list. It might not be something from the yeah, list. absolutely. I think the video game side of things, for me, especially since it's like my favorite franchise and it's what kind of spurred everything. I think I explained that before. It would probably be Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, that is a quintessential quintessential title for action adventure games from that point forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people would try to mimic it and would fail horribly just because that game that game invited people to like. There were so many people that I've seen that um, even from family members or not family members, but uh, but friends and their like family members and stuff like that would like actually draw out like physical maps on paper and stuff like get, like computer yeah. paper and draw or you know notebook paper and draw maps and shit like that to try and know where they need to go for like oh i can bomb a hole in this wall and go down and get 50 rupees or something mm-hmm. like that and they will actually like draw it out and mark out like what it is and stuff Absolutely. like that and it really really encapsulated that action adventure thing and it would spar um like i said you know link to the past uh is my favorite game of all time as far as I'm concerned, that would be like the spiritual successor more so than Zelda 2. Link's yeah. Adventure is good, um, but it, at the same time, I mean, this is basically, that was like, Link to the Past took what that feeling that you would get from the very first Legend of Zelda and just amp it up a hundredfold mm-hmm. and made it an even better game and just kind of built upon itself. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. That's what spurred what would be like my favorite genre of game as well, too. I mean, we wouldn't have other games that we would have today even like like god of war you know like 2018 god of war if it hadn't been for action adventure games like that i mean you think about the format of like god of war exploring every little nook and cranny trying to figure out ways to get behind this certain rock or something like that and you won't get it until you get a power up that you Uh get later on and going back and stuff like that and that kind of all harkened back from that that's very interesting yeah because what I would say is my favorite game that was from the 80s would be Dig Dug. Bubble Bobble! <laughs> uh, Dig Dug is a game that every time... A bell rings. I get a new console, <laughs> I typically buy Dig Dug. Like, yeah. Uh, it's my, it's a classic arcade game. I love it more than... You know, how, you know how it's a classic arcade game? Tell me. Because anytime they make a Namco classic arcade it's game in bundle, it's, it's in there. In there. <laughs> this is true. Um... And just like you, you were just talking about the uh, the basics of Zelda and how it mm-hmm. comes together and how that it links to every other game that you would like, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, Dig Dug is a hack and slash. Yeah, you smash the A button until your opponent blows up. Yeah, and that part of it, and the the idea that you're just going through and you're kind of you get points for every little block of dirt that you dig through. So you're collecting things 
and you're hacking slashing your way through your enemies, which is the kind of game I typically dig. Is some sort of collecting everything and smashing enemies. Um, so that's interesting. I, I never actually thought of Dig Dug in that way. Uh, Dig Dug came out in 1982 uh, when it was originally an arcade game. Right. That. And uh, so, I, yeah, that's that's my go-to. I remember getting it on, uh, I think PC was the first time I had played it. It was like in a, a Namco collection mm-hmm. of like, it was Galaga, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, and Pole Position. Mm-hmm. Um, which you, if you ever play Pole Position, you will have ingrained in your head. I play Pole Position every day of my life. Prepare to qualify is the beginning of that every time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you, are you talking about your dick? Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, what about movies? What about What is your... Your top 80s movie. I guess uh, probably, and and this is really hard because we have so many greats that we've talked about. I was thumbing through some movies before they came across Go Back to the Future, Labyrinth, Dark Crystal is in there as well. Um, Batman 99 is is amazing, so the Empire is in there. But out of all of them, I'm probably going to go with the original Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I think that's my go-to. It's just such a well-thought-out and well-put-together, well-written, an amazing comedy-slash-action-slash-almost-horror-esque yeah. in certain points in times, just the way the creatures are. But I think it has like meant to have some jump scares that's almost yeah. like a comedic-type jump scares, too. Yeah. But it's just like all of those kind of roped into one, and it's just such an amazing film. It's true. The fact that you brought up Dark Crystal changes a lot for me. Yeah, I was ready to throw Empire out uh, just for the simple fact that I was kind of going back through like my childhood. Yeah, and uh, and though Empire was there, it wasn't the the forefront and doesn't have the nostalgia that it does to me as much as the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, uh, does that's kind of like I was like oh like that's the one. Brave Little Toaster came out uh, in the eighties. Uh, was a big one for me. Uh, Basil of well. Baker Street. But Great Mass Detective, I watched the fuck out of. Yeah, me too. Um, so that one kind of really brings it. But you bring back Dark Crystal, and uh, I gotta say that's gotta be my that's gotta be mine. I, if I gotta land on one, um, there's there's so much about Star Wars that can't be encapsulated in just Empire or Return of the Jedi. Even though I feel like, to me, like, and with most everybody else, I feel like. Empire is just like kind of the the quintessential film of yeah. that franchise in general. Um, like you said, and you just can't really. I, I feel like you can't have that one without having almost every other one like at this having, point anymore. Like, I guess. I mean, I'm sure everybody does have a favorite kid if they have more than one kid. Uh, but like, it's like saying I have a favorite kid when it comes to Star Wars movies. Like, right. It's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. Because there's always the first one is has its pros because it's the first one. And you have Empire because it's the it's like the the first one that essentially sets a bunch of rules for movies to come, and then you've got you've got Return of the Jedi and how things finish, and then of course you've got the prequels and what they're good for, and, mm-hmm. and so the bastard yeah. child, yeah, right, I know. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'd have to go with Dark Crystal. You you uh, you saved that one for me. All right. What about uh, like a TV show? Where do, you, where do you fall on TV shows? 80s TV shows. I didn't really have too many TV shows that I can think of that are 80s off the top of my head other than the ones under the list. Like, that's where, I, I mean, I know that's easy for, like, to just kind of fall back on, but... What cartoons would have started in the 80s? Well, like, DuckTales started in the 80s. Ninja I mean, Turtles. 
Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles would probably be my go-to quintessential yeah. 80s cartoon and television show. Saturday I Night Live. grew up really on... Cool. There. I'm, well, SNL started in the 70s, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's still ran, though. No, that's I would kind of you're going start time though. Yeah, I was just going with whatever start started. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think I think that kind of wraps up a huge chunk of my childhood. I mean, that was the that cartoon sense. that I probably watched the most as a kid growing up until we got like '90s Nicktoons era. Yeah, but I mean, like that kind of like we we talked about that before. Like whenever mm-hmm. we had like people throw out Transformers, people throw out He Man, uh, GI Joe, all these other great eighties classics and stuff like that too. But then whenever I kind of think about it, I'm just like, no, nah, I mean, as much as those were great cartoons as well, that Ninja Turtles was just kind of it for me. Yeah. That makes sense. I, uh, I'd have to say probably gummy bears is my, the adventures of gummy bears. Wait, what did night court start in the eighties? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> the maybe Night Court. Maybe Night <laughs> I loved Night Court when I was a kid watching it with my mom. I don't know what it was about that show, but I loved it. <laughs> I, I will uh, also have to go to a uh, a random-ass cartoon that used to be was, like, my comfort uh, cartoon. Like, I would, when I, when I was a kid, like, mm-hmm. if I watched something that was deemed scary, let's say Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal was kind of creepy as a kid. Yes. So you watch Dark Crystal... And you're like, I need something that was a little happy to go mm-hmm. to bed to so you didn't have nightmares. Mm-hmm. That was at least my formula. I don't know how it was for everybody else. But it's like, you watch something scary, you watch something nice, mm-hmm. and then you go to sleep. That way you don't have nightmares because mm-hmm. you just washed it away with happy feelings. And there's a cartoon called Shirt Tales. Uh, it lasted like a season, I think. Uh, nothing crazy. It was in 1982. Uh, yeah, one season. Uh, lasted in an, one year of everything. Is a... Uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon, um, and I'd say that, that might be two seasons. Sorry, uh, might be my my favorite show of the eighties. Um, it's the one that lasted the longest, like impact for me. Yeah, so could be. I guess I'll just say Ninja Turtles for sure. Do it. Honorable mention. Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so music. Uh, we kind of talked about on the music side. Uh, we would just kind of go with. Of the band or the group or the artist uh, that started in the eighties for you, like what was that? Mm-hmm. What was that group that got started for you in the eighties that kind of stuck with you? Um, an artist that I would probably pinpoint as my favorite from the eighties would probably be Prince. Honestly, yeah. yeah, I love Purple Rain. That whole soundtrack is absolutely amazing. The entirety of the Batman eighty nine soundtrack is him, and it's all fun stuff too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just something about his music that is just iconic and timeless, and I love it. Absolutely. Uh, Metallica would be mine. Yeah. Uh, and I always kind of go back to kind of uh, in and out of, of Metallica, but Metallica formed in 81 and had, you know, three major releases in, mm-hmm. in the 80s um, and really kind of dug into it, obviously, what they, yeah. what they would become. Um, they're a band that I forget about like i kind of go oh, that's metallica i'm not really thinking about it but there's something about their live show like a live concert for metallica i will watch and get sucked in on um and just get lost in and it's just the way that whether it's a, a show from the 80s a live live concert or whether it's something from load reload era whether it's you know something from right now um there's just something about that and even you know every album 
I've grown to like for what it is. Mm-hmm. Like even Death Magnetic uh, or Saint Anger. Sorry, Saint Anger. Uh, I've grown to like for what it is. Um, you know the songs that are in there. I've I always liked the Load and Reload albums. Mm-hmm. I know they're not the favorites of everybody, but like that's kind of when I got into them. Yeah, because that was like when I. I would assume like that like your quintessential would be anything from Black and before like Justice yeah. for All, any of that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Black was when like that was my first CD that yeah. I remember having in my hands was was the black album i don't know what my first cd was i remember my first cassette tape that i ever had was michael jackson's dangerous nice yeah i never owned any cassettes myself i stole a bunch yeah. of my mom and dad's yeah uh, to put in my walkman but i i never had yeah. any that were my own um and then i think actually honestly my first cd that i owned that was for me was probably stain's dysfunction yeah, was the first album that I own that I didn't just borrow from somebody else. Like I, I had uh, Toad in the Wet Sprockets Coil was an album that I took from my mom, uh, black album I took from my dad, um, and I would just kind of like, I would take them and own them for a while before, and then they would realize they didn't have it anymore. Um, right. <laughs> but that was just uh, I think Dysfunction was my actually my first album, but black album I, I had in my possession for. A yeah, long I can't time. honestly remember what was my first album that I actually bought. Bought. I almost feel like it wasn't so late. It would have had to have been in like the late nineties, early two thousands. But I don't know what it was for yeah. the life of me. I remember in the, I remember in like the mid nineties. I remember getting Michael Jackson's Dangerous. I remember like the last cassette that I ever bought, and I don't know why I bought as a cassette, was a singles cassette of, it had two things on the front and then remixes of the two things on the back, uh-huh. and it was Cisco, <laughs> Enter the Dragon. But you bought the cassette of it? It was the cassette of it. Had the thong song, another song off that album that was a quote-unquote single so that nobody cared about. single of. <laughs> and then the back side of it was going to be uh, a thong song remix and then a remix of that other song. I don't even remember what the other song. It might have actually been called like Enter, Enter the, the Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, I think there was a song, an Enter the Dragon song. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, what about comics? Do you have a, a, a storyline or anything that uh, a, a kind of quintessential comic that would have came out? I mean, there were so many kind of towards, definitely towards the late 80s. Uh, that came out that became yeah a big I think deal. I think Watchmen Watchmen yeah yeah I think that that's like my that's it would be your yeah Dark Knight Returns would be mine that would be the one that I I continue to reread and reread and go oh yeah that was really cool like yeah I've got it and I didn't actually read the wa- five different versions. didn't read the Watchmen until probably like two thousand six yeah and I bought the big like omnibus or whatever that was like everything together in the hardback you had the big hardback of it and whatnot and that trade uh but i i don't know i I was just drawn into it Mm -hmm. i read it multiple times in that year and read it multiple times every like year since past that and then was a huge freak out for me whenever that movie came out because i think it was like 2008 maybe Whenever Probably. Watchmen came Somewhere out, close to that. and uh, I, I still love that movie to death. I, I feel like I was like for the longest time like the only advocate for that so movie. Get love later on, yeah, it definitely was. It's like the prequel. A lot of people like was just movies. like, yeah. I think a lot of people were just kind of dogged on it, but I don't know what it was about it. It was like that and uh, very mixed things about like Constantine because that was roughly around like mm-hmm. just a few years prior to that as well. Yeah. And I think that movie just got a lot of mixed bag reviews stuff too. But those both of those movies I absolutely I adored. Like a lot too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, then you had like Beef for Vendetta came out around the same time. Yeah. You had 300. Like, you mm-hmm. had a lot of like really like big quintessential characters all hitting the market that wasn't well, a really, Batman or yeah, Superman. They weren't, they yeah. Weren't, like, streamline your avant garde stuff. Yeah, I think that were. was really kind of the first point in time whenever we really kind of started dipping into that time. Yeah, I think League like, of Extraordinary Gentlemen probably came around that time. I think that was like 2001, 2002, something like that. Was. Hellboy around yeah. that time, too. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, I mean, he's big now, but I mean, back then he was yeah, kind of a side off character. If you told everybody that, if you told people that Hellboy was a comic book first, I think you'd get. Half the people wouldn't pop. Half the population. Shit, we had realize. a fucking swamp thing TV series that was like so avant-garde and weird, and a lot of people had no idea yeah. that it was a comic book. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. you do see that it says like based on a DC Comics right. whenever you first exactly. watch it, but yeah. that show was so weird and jank, and it was just a love giant love story. <laughs> exactly. I'd also have to say that I think that if I remember right, the going back to the the turtles, I think mm-hmm. the, the Archie comic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would have started probably. 88, 89 as mm-hmm. well. Um, I dug those a lot. I was a big uh, Turtles Archie comic collector, just because the series was so good, and like that was just more stories. So like I remember as a as a kid, I mean, I wasn't collecting them in the 80s because I wasn't. I don't know what it was. I, I think I've talked about it before too a little bit. Like the Turtles stuff that always pulled me back into it that I really loved was as much as I always love the Turtles, but I love the villains in that we had a, a, quite a bit of repeat villains, but we also had a, like a lot of ones that were either one offs yeah. or just stuff that was from the comics that they would pull into that series, especially later on in the end of things mm-hmm. that they would just pull in. You just like, holy shit, they pulled Some this guy out of stuff. fucking nowhere yeah. and stuff like that. And I think it's really cool having that big of a broad spectrum of villains that you're yeah. throwing in like almost Batman-esque in Absolutely. that sense yeah. but you know like I feel like even the animated series of Batman didn't even go I think they double dipped quite as, a bit it didn't yeah. go as deep as it could have like there was never a animated Batman's Batman animated series like Calendar Man yeah I don't I mean I think we we had Solomon Grundy on there right ah, I don't know you know I think I so I think sure. we did but I mean like there's like <clears throat> deep cut stuff characters and stuff that you you know that yeah. are relatively prevalent to um to us and stuff from the comics mm-hmm. and whatnot that never got touched and whatnot but i feel like turtles wasn't scared to do it they were just like it's it, he's a fucking weird dude yeah. well, let's put him in, in one episode and that's it absolutely yeah yeah they, they really had some fun with it for sure and i like it um well they have it folks that's kind of the that's our 80s series uh we found out one I don't know a lot of movie quotes, but when I do know them, I know them. You do. Two, we know that Justin is the hippest of the 80s decade. Nah. Yeah. But what about... You're the illest. What about the 90s, Shad? I saw New Zealand.
This has been an IFNZ production.